Hi, we're here from Curiosity.com to help you get smarter in just a few minutes. I'm Cody Goff. And I'm Ashley Hamer. Today, you'll learn why talking to yourself in the third person can help you keep your emotions in check. You'll also learn about superbugs and why we need to stop them with Dr. Matt McCarthy, author of the new book, Superbugs, The Race to Stop an Epidemic. Let's satisfy some curiosity. Here's a fun trick. Research suggests that talking to yourself in the third person is great for your mental health. Cody does this all the time. (laughs) Ashley does too. Nice. (laughs) This comes from a 2017 study published in the Nature Journal Scientific Reports. Researchers from Michigan State University and the University of Michigan wanted to see how volunteers' emotions were affected by the way they talked to themselves during negative experiences. In the first experiment, the volunteers looked at a series of negative and neutral images while researchers recorded their brain activity on an EEG machine. While they looked, half of the volunteers asked themselves, what am I feeling right now? And the other half asked the same question, but used their own names in the third person. So for instance, if I was a study participant, I'd say, what is Ashley feeling right now? Then in the second experiment, participants recalled negative past experiences and asked themselves the same questions. While this was going on, researchers watched to see which areas of their brains were active using an fMRI brain scan. And they found that when people spoke to themselves in the third person, the emotional activity in their brains dropped off a lot faster than the people who analyzed their feelings in the first person. The third person participants also showed less activity in the part of the brain that's usually on high alert while reflecting on painful memories. And they also used less brain power overall than the first person participants. This all adds up to suggest that analyzing your feelings in the third person gives you a better handle on them and keeps them from going to extremes. Feeling better isn't the only benefit to talking to yourself with your own name, by the way. Other work from members of the research team behind this study found that people who referred to themselves in the third or second person while they were preparing for a speech felt calmer and more confident and performed better than those who used the first person. They also felt better about the speech when it was over. The researchers think the third-person approach works because it leads people to think about themselves in a more similar way to how they think about others. And you can see evidence for this in the brain. It helps people gain a tiny bit of psychological distance from their experiences, and that can be useful for regulating emotions. After all, when you need a pep talk, who knows you better than yourself? So if you've got a big thing coming up, you look in the mirror and you say, you got this, more effective than saying, I got this. Yeah, this is a thing that Ashley does a lot. Is it now? (laughs) Yeah, during marathons and stuff. I'm talking to myself all the time. Makes sense. You got plenty of time to do it. (laughs) Yep. (laughs) Today's episode is sponsored by Indeed.com. When it comes to hiring, you don't have time to waste. You need help getting to your short list of qualified candidates fast. That's why you need Indeed.com. Post a job in minutes, set up screener questions, then zero in on qualified candidates using an intuitive online dashboard. And when you need to hire fast, accelerate your results with sponsored jobs. New users can try for free at Indeed.com slash podcast. That's Indeed.com slash podcast. Terms, conditions, and quality standards apply. Every day, more and more bacteria are becoming resistant to antibiotics. And you might be surprised to hear exactly how quickly this is happening. We took a deep dive into the world of antibiotics research in September 2017, back in one of our first episodes ever of the Curiosity Podcast. And since then, we're happy to report that there's been a lot of progress in antibiotics research. That's why today and tomorrow, we're getting back into antibiotics with a two-part interview. Our guest is Dr. Matt McCarthy, an assistant professor of medicine at Weill Cornell and a staff physician at New York Presbyterian Hospital, where he serves on the ethics committee. 
He's also the author of a new book, Superbugs, The Race to Stop an Epidemic, which is his personal story about what it was like working on a groundbreaking clinical trial testing a new antibiotic to fight lethal superbugs. Tomorrow, you'll hear about that trial, but today we're going to lay some groundwork. Here's Dr. McCarthy explaining what exactly are superbugs and what is this epidemic we're trying to stop. Superbugs are any drug-resistant microbe. And when we say microbe, we mean bacteria, fungi, parasites, or viruses. So really, any of the pathogens that are in our environment that become resistant to treatments qualify as superbugs. And this wasn't really a big problem for us until about the 1990s. And it was that time that we developed sophisticated diagnostic tests where we could pick up that bacteria had mutated in ways to avoid all of the different uh, antibiotics that we had relied on for so long. And so the epidemic that we're confronting is the fact that the treatments that have worked for generations are starting to fail us. And my book is about how, do we, how we got into this mess and more importantly, how we get out of it. Part of the reason we're in this mess is because all these bacteria are, are mutating, you said. They're, they've adapted so that our antibiotics are no longer, I mean, they're antibiotic resistant, right? Like that's kind of the underlying um, what's been happening in nature to create this problem? Yep, that's exactly right. And it's really one of the most fascinating things that's going on in science right now is discovering all of the ways that bacteria are mutating to withstand antibiotics. You know, some of the things they're doing, um, they've developed efflux pumps, which are these microscopic vacuum cleaners, which can suck up antibiotics and spit them out. And they've developed enzymes that can chop up any antibiotic we throw at them. And what we're trying to do is to figure out new treatments that will be able to outfox them and to stay one step ahead of uh, the bacteria and the fungi in our environment. The challenge uh, is that even the best new antibiotics often take a decade of testing before we can give them to patients. And that is causing this lag in treatment that is what has been affecting my patients uh, so profoundly. And I find increasingly I'm walking into the hospital to treat patients who have infections for which there are limited or no treatment options. What is it that makes them evolve so quickly? I mean, that's that's really fast. It's just it's, it seems like a matter of years, right? Yeah, it's extraordinary. They, it's called selective pressure that we are overusing antibiotics. Um, both doc, you know, doctors are overprescribing them for patients, but we're also using them in commercial agriculture and in farming that in ways that we should not. Um, we are using tuberculosis and syphilis drugs uh, in our orange groves. We're using fungal drugs in our tulip gardens, and we're pumping our uh, animals, our, our chickens and pigs, uh, full of antibiotics. And that has basically flooded the environment with these life-saving antibiotics. Bacteria pick up on this and they mutate and they evolve so that they can withstand um, these drugs when we try to treat them inside a human body. And so a big part of this issue is using antibiotics in a better way so that we preserve the life-saving treatments that we have. Again, that was Dr. Matt McCarthy, and his new book is titled Superbugs, The Race to Stop an Epidemic. He'll be back tomorrow to talk about the current state of antibiotics research and to share some very good news, specifically how the groundbreaking study he was a part of could change the way we both prevent and cure future superbug infections. 
Read about today's stories and more on Curiosity.com. Join us again tomorrow for the award-winning Curiosity Daily and learn something new in just a few minutes. I'm Cody Goff. And I'm Ashley Hamer. Stay curious. On the Westwood One Podcast Network.